Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode four of Mixed in America. My name is Josh Cohen. If you didn't know, I am half black, half white. Been having these conversations, uh, really just my opinion, what I think, my story, um, how I feel about race conversations here in America. Um, and this one, I want to talk about identity. Identity, I think, is a huge issue for everyone growing up. Um, I could probably preach a whole sermon here. In fact, I think I have before. In fact, I might have preached a whole series before just on identity. Um, I think it's huge, especially in our nation now. I think it's a, it's really a, a growing problem, people trying to figure out their identity and purpose. Um, but I'm not going to try to, I'm really not going to try to, I guess, answer a lot of those questions in this one. I'm not going to um, preach. I'm not going to give you um, kind of my thoughts on, you know, finding your identity in Christ and uh, being a Christian and all that stuff, which is all good stuff. And I encourage you um, to look into that and read about that. If you want to talk to me about that, we can have a discussion. Um, but really, uh, this one isn't a, this this episode just isn't about that. And even though I like to have a purpose for everything that I do, including these, and not just these podcasts or the videos that I make, um, everything I do, I do with purpose. That's just kind of the way I'm the way I'm wired, right? But but really, this episode, the purpose of this is really just to share my experiences with you, kind of give you my thoughts, throw it out there. I'm not trying to make you feel bad for me. Um, like we've had said before, I really you know I've, I've lived a pretty good life, so I'm not trying to make you feel bad or anything. Um, I don't want this to sound too dramatic or anything, but I just want to help you, you know, maybe it'll help you understand me a little bit better. Uh, maybe it'll help you understand other people like me, uh, whether that's mixed or not, just, you know, black people, white people kind of understand where we're coming from. But then also uh, maybe even you can relate, uh, maybe whether you are um, biracial, whether you're mixed, uh, black and white like me, if you're mixed with other things, or um, maybe even you are black or white or just one race, but you still uh, battle with some of this stuff. Maybe you do. Um, I think hopefully this can help you a little bit, or maybe you can just relate to it, to, to my story a little bit. Uh, I titled this one, I wish I was black because I do honestly. Um, there's been plenty of times in my life where I wish, or I just wish I was black. I think it would just be easier. Um, to be honest with you, just sharing my truth here, just sharing what I think. The only time that I've ever wished that my skin was lighter or maybe just glad that it was as light as it is, um, was honestly at a NASCAR race in Texas with my brother-in-law. We went to a race um, with some people that he worked with and we actually stayed in the campgrounds in the, in, at the track there. And I've never seen so many Confederate flags, um, which is a whole nother discussion for another time. Um, but honestly, I felt fear. Um, and, I, and I honestly, I think I might've even said out loud to my brother-in-law, I'm so glad that these guys can't tell I'm black. Um, and whether the fear was justified or not, probably not. I'm sure they were great people. We can talk about the Confederate flag another time, but I, for one, am happy that they banned them from NASCAR races. Whole nother discussion for another time. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm like super upset by how light my skin is, um, but to be honest, a tan means more to me than it does to you. It's not just about trying to look good in the summer, um, like a lot of you might, white people might try to do. Um, but for me, it's, it's, it's got a deeper identity to it. It's about looking black. I don't know. I just, I feel more comfortable when people know that I'm black, um, whether it's because I got subs in my car. So I'm listening to music and when I'm driving, you know, I feel like the looks I get are different, whether people, even if they don't like it, if I'm black and I listen to rap music versus, um, I'm some white guy. I don't know. I, I don't know why. Maybe these are just issues that I got to get over. And maybe this is just my therapy right here. Right. You guys are all my, um, my therapist, but you're free, right? I'm just throwing this out here and you guys can 
uh, listen to what I have to say. Maybe give me some feedback if you got some. But but to be honest, it, I don't know what it is. Or maybe it's um, my shoes or my hats. Like I feel like um, when I wear Jordans, and you can if you if someone knows I'm black, like it kind of makes sense. Um, but I can be self conscious about looking too white. If that makes sense, either I. I don't, I don't want people to think that I think I'm black. I don't know. Or maybe, you know, it's just so that I don't have so many people ask, what are you? Because I think in the summertime in August, when I'm at my darkest, I think it's more obvious that I'm black. Um, I still get Mexican or some other things. Um, and I still get, what are you? People don't know. You know, I know white people that are tanner than me, which is another side note. Uh, just a free tip for white people. If you come back from vacation and you got a nice tan, do not go up to your black people and say, hey, look, I'm almost as dark as you are. Or, hey, I'm darker than you are. I get that one a lot. White friends come back from vacation and compare their skin to me and say that they're darker than me or like they accomplished something. Like that's supposed to be cool. Um, I don't care. I'm not offended. I'm not mad. It's just, it's just honestly annoying. Um, and some people might get mad and might get offended. So free tip for white people, do not... Um, compare your tan to your black friends or darker friends. Um, my wife and I were actually helping clean up in North Minneapolis uh, a few weeks ago uh, with a group from church and some lady just started yelling at me. It was, I'm not going to go into the whole thing whatever, but I, I just felt God tell me just listen. She just wants to be heard. There was definitely pain in her voice. There was anger. But <laughs> to be honest with you, I kind of smiled a little bit that she was saying we when she was discussing all this stuff because she was pretty light-skinned herself, but she obviously could tell that I was black and was yelling at me as another black person, as a member of the black community that we need to do more. But I smiled a little bit inside, maybe it was more inside, but just that she identified with me as black. Um, and if you're not mixed, you don't get it. Um, or maybe you do, but it's, I'm not saying I'm proud of that, but it's its something to be black. and. I will say, I mean, no disrespect to my dad or his family. Um, and I, But honestly, I just don't feel like it is disrespectful. And white people, you can correct me if you want. Um, dad, we can have a discussion another time. But I think that's part of it is that I've never felt the need to be like true to my white side. Or like if I dressed a certain way or listened to certain music, I was betraying my white side. But that is a thing about not betraying your blackness. And I don't just mean mixed people. Um, I think blackness in general carries that where you want to not betray your blackness, but even more so when you're mixed like me, you kind of feel a pressure to be black enough, if that makes sense. Um, you know, when I married a white woman, there was a part of me that felt like, are people going to think you're betraying your blackness? You know, I had people ask me, I talked about before, would you rather marry a white woman or a black girl? And I, I never really thought about that. But when it was time to get married, it was like, yeah, I, this is it. This is official. I'm, I'm marrying a white woman. My kids are going to be white. Um, they're going to be even lighter than I am. They're going to be real light because my wife is real white, uh, in case you don't know Jocelyn. Um, but that's not anything new. She already knows that I'm not. That's not disrespectful or nothing. Uh, she's white. She's got some real light skin, and my kids are going to be really light. And there was a part of me that was like, did you just portray your blackness? I've heard rumors that Obama dated a white girl before Michelle. Um, he, I mean, it's probable he grew up with his white mom in Kansas. So, um, but the rumors were that he dumped her intentionally because she was white to marry, because he wanted to marry a black woman. And I do think that part of the reason why 
I don't believe the black community would have surrounded and supported Barack Obama as much had he married a white girl uh, and had white kids. If you don't know, he's mixed, just like I am. He's just as black as I am. He's got one black parent and one white parent. Uh, he looks more black than I do, and he married a, a black woman and had black kids. But you know, some there were rumors that he was pr- trying to prove his blackness or that. I'm not saying he doesn't love Michelle. I'm not saying they're not a happy family. I'm just, um, I can identify with that. That's a thought. When the Wolves drafted Zach Levine, there was someone that told me when he's not on camera, he talks different. He talks um, a little more, which is funny because you would think that he would try to talk more, um, I guess, correct or more uh, professional when he's doing interviews. But what this person told me is that when he does interviews, he sounds more hood uh, than he does in his in his free time on his own when the cameras aren't around. And I don't know if that's true or not, but that's, I can identify with uh, the proving your blackness. Like maybe he thinks because he's mixed and he's very light-skinned that he needs to prove his blackness when he's on camera and talk a certain way. That might sound crazy to some of you guys, but that's kind of stuff that goes on in my head. I can't believe I'm admitting all of this stuff out loud, but um, Lonzo Ball... I don't know if you guys saw, I don't know if it was last year, a couple of years ago, basically got Black History Month tattooed on his arm. Like he got an entire sleeve of like all the famous like black people, like Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King, and he got them tattooed on his arm. And some people were like, oh, that's so cool. That's great. And all I thought was like, is he trying to prove his blackness? Because he's mixed as well. Uh, he's got a white mom. Honestly, I, I believe, and I like to have a conversation with Colin Kaepernick and see if this is true. But I think a lot of this started and whether you agree with any or all or some or most of what Kaepernick says and does, I think a lot of this started trying to find his blackness. Uh, I believe he's also mixed like me, but he was adopted. And so he was raised by two white people in Wisconsin. So I think absolutely I could see a struggle to find your blackness and um, in all of this and whether it's, I mean, from his hair to obviously the kneeling and the police brutality and the, the, the stuff that he, he gets behind and believes and supports. Um, I think it has a lot to do with being mixed and trying to find his blackness personally. But then that begs the question, like, what does that even mean to be black? Is my blackness defined by the clothes I wear, by the music I listen to, or is it the color of my skin? Right? How dark are you? How dark do you have to be to be black? And if a white person comes back from vacation and they're tanner than me, are they now blacker than me? Um, Or is it the fact that I'm a descendant of slaves? I mentioned before, I think I've mentioned before that I've been to the plantation where my ancestors were slaves. I was very young, uh, got destroyed in a flood when I was a kid, so I haven't been back since. But I know for a fact I'm a descendant of slaves. Not every not every black person in America can say that. Not every black person in America is, in fact, a, defend, a descendant of slaves because I know, I mean, I, was, I know people that are from Africa or their parents came from Africa or, um, but that doesn't make them less black because they weren't a descendant of slaves. So again, I think I have more questions than answers probably in today's podcast, but um, I got a lot here. So I'm gonna keep going, try to get it all out to you and maybe even just raise more questions. But I know that I wanted to be black before I even knew what black was. Um, like I said, my my family, we didn't really, race wasn't a big deal. I knew my mom was darker than my dad, um, but it wasn't really a separate race. But but I did grow up, I love sports, I uh, still do. But as a kid, uh, all my heroes are athletes. Everybody I wanted to be were, were pro athletes. Uh, I liked Dan Marino, but other than him, every other post on my wall was a black athlete. 
whether Shaquille O'Neal, Penny Hardaway, um, Chris Carter, Randy Moss later, uh, even like Kirby Puckett, um, hockey. It wasn't any hockey. I wasn't a big hockey fan. We didn't even have a team when I was growing up. So they had moved to Dallas. So that wasn't a thing. I just wasn't, hockey wasn't really my sport. But yeah, all of my, my favorite athletes, Kevin Garnett, all black. That may be, I don't know. I'm sure that's how it was for a lot of you too. But, but so those are the guys I wanted to be like. I literally wanted to be uh, Kevin Garnett. I tried to pattern my game of basketball uh, like Kevin Garnett. Um, I, I really wanted to be him every time I stepped on the court. I liked wearing jerseys, basketball, football. I love wearing basketball shoes. Not because I was black, but I don't know. That's just what I liked was jerseys and, and basketball shoes. When I think about it, it was probably because my cousin Jordan, I had an older cousin who was black, all black. His mom and dad were black. Our moms were sisters. And we used to get his hand-me-down clothes. So I would get like his Nike shirts. I'd get the baggy jeans, jerseys. And I loved it. Like I remember, like I can picture right now being excited for his mom giving my mom a bag full of Jordan's old clothes, which is ridiculous. But that's, I remember it like I was so excited for his hand-me-downs. And the, the interesting thing is, another side note, uh, my brother got his hand-me-downs too. He was, um, Jordan was four years older than me, two years older than my brother Nathan. Um, so he would get some of his hand-me-downs too, but he never really liked him. At least I don't remember him liking them, which was great because they went straight to me, which probably made the baggy clothes even baggier because he was that much older than me. But that was never a style, still isn't really his style. Um, which is another another side note. Maybe it's the same side note extended, but uh, me and him are very different, which is, again, a part of this whole identity conversation because we are both mixed. We have the same parents, so we have the same amount of blackness and whiteness in us. Um, whatever DNA I have, he has. We grew up together in the same house, uh, in the same room, actually most of our lives, but we are very, very different people. If you know us, you know that. Um, just to, to give you a snapshot of our differences, we went to a Timberwolves game years ago when they were really bad. I mean, they've always been bad or been bad for a while, but they were really, really bad. We got free tickets. So me and him went and his solution to these guys might be bad was he brought a book. And he was like, what, in case it gets boring because they're so bad, I'm just gonna read this book. And <laughs> never that thought would never ever cross my mind, mind to bring a book to a basketball game. But there we are, we're different people. Um, anyways, back to my story. My cousin always had the newest Jordans. My parents wouldn't buy them for me, but so I, I looked up to my cousin Jordan, who is black, um, but I didn't look up to him because he was black. I looked up to him because I, I liked his style. I don't know. I, I like sports. I like these athletes. I like Michael Jordan. I like the shoes. Um, and I've liked shoes since back in my day. We were, Joss and I were going through some old junk that we got in our house, just some old uh, boxes of stuff. And one of them was one of my old stuff I made like in, in elementary school, whatever, uh, art projects and stuff. And there was one of them, I made a little pop-up book with my Nike shoe. And I don't remember how old I was. I should try to find it and get you the exact information. But I, I wrote a little thing. It was like, this is my Nike shoe. I like them because Mike Jordan wears them too, or something like that. Maybe it was like a poem, it rhymed like that. I don't know, um, but it was like a pop-up. And I remember, and like, I didn't even know that I was really into shoes that much at that age, um, but obviously, if you know me, you know that's that's part of who I am right now is these shoes. Um, all right, I better move along uh, or I'm going to start losing people here. Another role model for me, and I use role model probably loosely, but like when you're a kid, you know, you see people on TV and you think they're cool and you want to be like them. Uh, but Will Smith, I was a big fan of Will Smith as a kid. I love Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. 
basically in the 90s when I was a kid, I watched two shows. I watched Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World had Sean, he was cool too. And to be honest with you, I tried to do my hair like him for a while, did not realize um, that it didn't work. My hair is way too too thick and uh, had some curls in it, it was weird. Uh, that's a whole nother thing about mixed people in our hair, trying to figure out how exactly we're supposed to wear it. Um, I tried doing cornrows once in college. Um, I, I didn't really actually try, but I had this friend of mine, this girl that was gonna um, put them back and she was like, oh, it needs to be longer still, we can't do it yet. And then, um, I don't know, I guess I didn't have the patience eventually, I, I cut it all off. But I don't know if it would've worked that well anyways, probably would've looked terrible, but um, that's a whole, I could do a whole podcast just on my hair. Like I know black people can have difficulties in their hair and styles they wear, whatever. But when you're mixed, man, there's such a range of hair that we have too. And it's just a long, complicated thing. That's why I just shaved it off. It's a whole lot easier um, when it's buzz like this. Man, but Sean, Sean was cool. And I did try to wear my hair like him, but, but Will Smith on Fresh Prince was just a whole nother level of cool. And then you throw in like Independence Day, Men in Black. Like I remember as a kid wanting to be Will Smith. Like he was awesome. So, so yes, absolutely. My dad was the most important role model. And when it actually comes to being a role model and like doing the right thing and being a good person and helping people and um, providing for my family, like absolutely my dad was, was like my legit role model, right? But when it was like, who do you want to be? Like, what are the cool, like they were all black. Like, and that's just honest, they, it wasn't because I tried to find black role models, it was because the people, I, I liked them. I thought they were cool and they happened to be black. You know, and I think I talked about this before is that there wasn't really a lot of mixed role models. And I don't know if, well, no, I know that I would have, if I would have found them, I would have tried to reach out or try to like um, be like them a little bit. But when I was a kid, there were not any mixed adults. I didn't know any mixed adults at all. Not in person, not on TV. I remember finding out that Rod Woodson, he's a Hall of Fame safety for the Steelers, was mixed and being like, oh, that's cool. I didn't like the Steelers. I didn't care about the Steelers. Uh, safety wasn't even a position I was interested in, right? I liked the offense. Um, but Rod Woodson was mixed. And I thought that was so cool that he, it, he was like the first like mixed person that I saw on TV was like, oh, dang, like there are other mixed people in the world, almost, right? Other than my siblings and my cousins. Fast forward a little bit, I got to speed up. Uh, this is getting kind of long, but when I was in middle school, high school, a lot of my friends were white, so they wore Abercrombie, right? Um, I wanted to, but we couldn't afford it. So I wore Old Navy, right? Everything I wore was Old Navy because um, that's what the white people who couldn't afford Abercrombie wore. At least that was, I guess, uh, what I thought in high school. But uh, I was trying to find my identity, but we had a dress code, right? Khakis and polos. And I wanted to wear basketball shoes, but we couldn't, right? We had to wear like dress shoes that were brown or black and um, clothes are not your whole identity, but I do think they're a part of it. And I honestly think that part of me trying to find my identity was hindered by the dress code. It's not a big thing and I'm not gonna, I'm not mad at Maranatha still about it. And, and I don't think your clothes make necessarily have to make you who you are. But for me, the fact that I couldn't wear like the shoes that I wanted to wear and stuff, and maybe my parents could afford it anyway, so I probably wouldn't have wore those. But, um, but I never really, I guess I never really tried to find my identity. Uh, having a dress code. But yeah, so I had all these white friends. Um, I told you before, my best friend was black. Best friends since eighth grade and beyond. Um, he was even the best of mine at my wedding eight years ago. So, But looking back, I don't think I even realized how important it was, honestly. And I don't think I've had this conversation with him. So if you are listening to this, Frank, this is the first time you're going to hear this. 
but how important it was for me to have a best friend that was black. Um, and not that, not that race was everything, but honestly, having a friend that I feel like got me, uh, we could go to the mall and look, look at shoes, which none of my white friends wanted to do that. Had any interest in that. I remember uh, when he bought an Eddie George Titans jersey because we both Titans jerseys looked sweet with that baby blue. And then um, Eddie George was the running back for them. And George is actually his mom's last name. So, so it was like a cool, and I remember, I remember almost like enjoying him buying that Jersey as much as I enjoyed buying jerseys for myself, because I was like, I got a friend. This was in, I don't know, probably eighth or ninth grade when we got this, but it was like, I got a friend who gets me is like me. And I don't think it was his blackness. I think it was more that I happened to be the only one of my friends that cared about shoot tennis shoes and jerseys. And oh, by the way, my friends just happen to be white. So I, I don't know if necessarily that's the one and the same, but for me, that's what it was. So that I finally had a black friend who also liked football jerseys. Um, that was a big, a big deal. It was a friend who was like me, who understood me, but I only had that one. Then I went to college and I met a whole bunch of different people. And even though we had a dress code, it was only in class. So anytime, and I lived in the dorm, so I was always hanging out with my friends. And, and um, anytime we hung out, I was, could wear whatever I wanted. And it took me a while to figure out what I wanted to wear um, because I was somewhere in the middle of that Abercrombie Old Navy era that I grew, dress code era that I grew up with to, man, what I really want to wear is jerseys and hats and basketball shoes. And it took me a while to kind of find that. And honestly, it took some diverse friends as well. I remember I gave a ride in my car to one of my black friends and I had subs in my car and he's like, oh, I knew you were black. And... <laughs> It was, he was probably mostly joking, um, but it definitely meant something. The funny thing is, it was actually one of my white friends in high school who had subs in his Camaro, and he convinced me that I should put subs in my Cavalier, which was not nearly as cool as his subs in his Camaro. Um, but I put those in my Cavalier and I listened to, okay, here's the thing. I didn't listen to rap music really in high school because I listened to Christian music still. I only listened to Christian music, and at that time, that meant listening to Grits and old school DC talk. And I believe me, I listened to both of those, but I didn't listen to a lot of rap music. So putting subs in my car at that point was probably not a good use of money, especially if you ask my mom. Um, but then when I got to college, I got introduced to Lecrae, Trip Lee, Tadashi, um, even, yes, secular rap. Mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I did listen to, I did also get introduced to like Nelly, Ludacris, Kanye. I edited, of course. Edit, always edited, um, but I really started to quote unquote find my blackness in college. It's when I started wearing um, the baggy jeans. That's when I spent more money on shoes and hats and jerseys. And I don't think it's because I'm black that I wore those things. It's because that's what I liked. And I, I, I don't think like I talked about trying to prove your blackness. I don't think I was trying to prove my blackness. I don't think now I'm trying to prove my blackness because to be honest with you, I'm a grown man. I'm not trying to prove anything to anyone but I spend more money on shoes and hats than I ever have in my life because that's what I want to spend my money on because that's what I like. I don't wear as baggy jeans anymore because my wife tells me they're not in style. I, you know, the nineties are kind of coming back. I'm praying for the day that the two thousands come back and I can wear baggy jeans again. Um, cause to be honest, they're just more comfortable. But in college, that's when I, um, you know, especially when I was playing basketball, um, I would quote unquote look black. I had the baggy shorts. Um, I actually had a buddy of mine who was Mexican, actually, but we we wanted to wear the sleeve like Iverson, but it wasn't really like popular yet. 
So we actually bought like tall socks and we cut the ends of them off and wore them around our, um, on our arms like sleeves to try to be like Iverson. Um, oh, I'm ridiculous. And I wore a headband too when I played and I think I even had a, uh, like a sweatband on my arm. But I remember there's one kid that we were playing in basketball, one kid on the other team referred to me as the guy who thinks he's black. And I laughed it off and I knew what he meant and whatever, but it, but it kind of makes you think like, what does make me black? Like, was it the shoes, the headband, the baggy shorts when I was playing basketball? Um, and actually when I, when I play basketball, I get a little more um, black, quote unquote. Like I talk a little more what you would call black. Um, honestly, when I have conversations with people who are black or, or from the hood, quote unquote, I talk more like that which I don't know if that's a problem or not. I don't know how I should talk, whatever. Um, and I think that's part of just being black, honestly. I don't know if that's a mixed thing, but being able to kind of play in both worlds, um, kind of talk in both worlds. Believe me, I talk very different when I talk to, I'll say urban friends. I'm not just saying black, but like Mexicans, people that are actually from the hood, people that talk like that. Uh, I actually start to talk more like that, which I think is probably more, uh, my natural conversation, I think when I talk to white people or business people or my boss or um, professional settings, then I think I put on more of a professional voice. But apparently on the basketball court, it's one of those times when I, I talk much more hood. I act much more hood. And this guy said, this one guy who played intramural basketball, this kid on the other team said, referred to me as the guy who thinks he's black. And I kind of laughed it off. Um, and I knew what he meant, but it makes you think like, what does it mean to be black? Like, does my skin need to be darker to be more black? Um, am I more black in August? Because in Minnesota in March, I'm real white. Uh, I, my whatever, my natural skin tone is actually pretty light, but I tan really easily. So in August in Minnesota, I'm real dark, uh, real dark for, for me, right? Um, does, does that make me more black in the, at the end of summer? Is it about the way I dress or music that I listen to? Um, am I more black than my brother because I wear Jordans and listen to rap music and he doesn't? You know, that brings up the age old question. Was Will blacker than Carlton? Because that one, they addressed that on the show. Uh, Carlton was the quote unquote white guy. Was he really that black, quote unquote, um, compared to Will Smith? Is it about the way you look, the color of your skin? Is it about, you know, Barack Obama? Is he blacker than I am? because he looks blacker, because he married a black woman, had black kids, does that make him blacker than I am? We're both half black, right? Um, we both have the same amount of African DNA in us. So actually, he's got a whole lot more, I'm sure, because his dad was actually African. My family's been in America long enough that um, I guarantee you when they were slaves, there was some white mixed in there somewhere because I got a lot of, a lot of real light-skinned people in my family. But then that brings up an even, an even deeper question. Like, what does my blackness mean? What does it mean to be black in America? Like, what is our heritage? Like, if you come from Nigeria or you come from Ghana or Uganda or somewhere, like if you have African heritage, you have that nation, you have that pride, um, you can fly your Nigerian flag or wherever you're from. But when you're black in America, what is our heritage? What, what does it mean to, to be black in America? Uh, is it the color of your skin? Is it is it wearing Jordans or listening to rap music? That can't be it, right? That can't be what it means to be black. And if I don't listen to rap music, am I betraying my heritage? Am I betraying my blackness? 
what happens when Joss and I do have kids. My kids are gonna be, like I said, a whole lot lighter than I am. Am I gonna have to talk to them about what it means to be black? Will they count as black? Will people even consider them black? You know, obviously their skin won't be that dark, but they're descendants of slaves here in America. So I, I don't know, does that, does that mean they're black? At some point in my family, if the more um, white we introduce into my family, does that mean uh, we lose our blackness? Does that mean um, we have less black? And that's a whole nother thing is being white. Like in all of this, I, my whiteness doesn't even, I don't think about it. It's not a, my dad's heritage. I don't, honestly, I don't know. To be honest, his ancestors have been in America for a real long time too. Uh, he's got Native American in him. Um, we think he's got Irish, maybe some Scottish or something. I don't even know. Um, so like, I don't fly, you know, an Irish flag for that. I don't fly a, I don't even know what country my mom's ancestors are from. Um, and they've never been to Africa. She's never been to Africa. Her mom's never been to Africa. So there's a whole other question about identity um, being, what is, as a black person, what's your identity? Is it about the shoes you wear, the music you listen to? And then white people, I don't know how much you guys, um, I guess, have your heritage. Um, I don't know how much you celebrate your heritage, being white, being um, German or Polish or Scandinavian or Ger whatever you might be. But when you're mixed like me, what do you celebrate? What do you, what, what is your heritage? And, and how much does that really matter in your identity? Um, how much does, does your ancestry, does your heritage, your country of origin, how much does that play into your identity? How much does that matter? Um, I'm not gonna go into that here. I don't know if I have all the answers, something to think about, something I'm gonna think about, something I, you should probably think about, I suppose. Um, I don't have answers for any of that, but I do know two things. I know that if I was darker, I would have completely shaved my head by now. If you know me, I got a buzz, I do a, a zero guard, but there's a little bit there. Um, but honestly, I'm starting to lose it a little bit. And if I was like black, black, I would have taken a, a razor and just bicked the whole thing. I'd, I'd, gone, I'd go smooth. If Michael Jordan can do it, um, I absolutely would have done it by now if I was darker. But I honestly have serious um, reservations about doing it with how light I am. And I know that there are white people who do that as well, um, but I, I can tell you if my skin was dark, I'd have done it. I could also tell you that if I was darker, if I was actually black, I wouldn't have to explain to everyone that I meet what I am. They would know. Um, and I'm sure there's other things that I have to deal with being black if my skin was darker and everybody could tell, but I don't know. I think it'd be kind of nice to not have to address that and have that conversation with everyone I meet. But I could, I could go on, I guarantee you. I could probably do a part two of this. We'll see, I got a lot more to say, but for now, it already got longer than, than any of these other ones and longer than I expected to, but, um, so maybe I'll do a part two at another time. But um, next week, so actually, I have some plans in the works. I don't know which one I'll do next week. Um, my, my parents, did say today that they'll come on. We had some good conversations today. Um, interesting perspective. I don't want them to go into a lot of other things, but just kind of have them tell their story. Uh, I think they'd, I think it's super fascinating. Uh, I think you guys would be interested. It's actually a question that, that I get a lot from people um, when I talk to them about my race is talk about your parents. What was it like for them? They got married in, uh, I should know this, 1978, I believe, uh, maybe 79. My sister was born in 80, doesn't matter. Uh, very late 70s is when they went to high school, uh, dated, 
got married, uh, and then raised mixed kids in the 80s. Uh, 80s and 90s. So I think it'd be a super interesting conversation. I'm, I'm going to hope to do that next time. Can't guarantee that it'll be next time because we got to get our schedules worked out. Um, but if it's not the next one, it'll probably be the one after that. But the next episode, if I don't get that, I'm going to discuss that word. You know what word I'm talking about. I probably don't even need to say the first letter. I will anyways, maybe for the white people because they might not get it. But it's the N word. I'm going to talk about it because I have some thoughts. Let me tell you about the n-word and who can use it and who can't and who should and who shouldn't um that's a discussion i want to have so if i don't have this conversation with my parents the next one's going to be about the n-word if i do have this one with my parents um that n-word one will probably go um the week after that or maybe the week after that but thank you guys for spending time with me i know it's a little longer than last time um but i appreciate you guys listening letting letting me share my story let me um kind of get some free therapy sessions for a little bit here so if you like what you listen to, uh, subscribe, tell your friends, and join me next Monday for episode five of Mixed in America.